0: My name is Aquia Jamfee, founder of the British Platlist, and it is my absolute pleasure um, and quite proud, actually, to be speaking to this lovely young gentleman. <laughs> Please, could you introduce yourself? Tell us who you are, what you do and where you're from.
1: So I'm Nathaniel Martello-White and I'm an actor, writer, director from South London, Brixton Who? <laughs> and um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm the maker of The Strays.
0: You're the maker of The Straits, fam. Can you describe your life right now like one word or a sentence? Full on. I get that. Full on. I think full on it kind of encapsulates everything. I can get where you are, what you're feeling.
1: Yep, so, yep. Um, But it's a good full on, right? Do you know what it's like? As you know, you you grow these ideas and you you sort of nurture them like mm-hmm. children. And then at some point, you just have to hand them over. It's a really strange moment, isn't it? Because you've got this attachment to it. And and the way I've tried to deal with it, in fact, is by starting my next film and throwing my mind into that, in a way, because I know I can't control this next moment. But I think it's a complex feeling, but also a very exciting one as well.
0: We would love to know what you're doing next. But bringing it back to, can you please hmm. tell us about this latest project that's had your life become so full on?
1: Yeah, it, Well, you know what, you kind of like, when I got into the edit, I was like, well, I could have made my life a bit easier for myself, couldn't I? (laughs) With my first song. But you know me and how I roll from my (laughs) plays and stuff that I've explored that I think Black stories should be told on scale. And and I always feel like in the UK, we're starting to see that. I mean, I think I May Destroy You felt like it exploded that all out of the water. Um, And... Small acts, which I was fortunate enough to be a part of. But I think I just, I feel like for, for some reason in the UK, we never really use genre to explore the black e- experience. And I think I was, I wanted to, yeah, I, I wanted, I didn't want to make a bro movie and just do something that I knew I could do. I actually wanted to sort of make a suburban thriller in the same way that whenever I go into those English suburbs outside of London, I know the real sort of unease and feeling of alienation that I feel and how that starts to make me act and sort of code switch in ways I, I'm not even like, I'm like, oh my God, I can't even believe I'm sort of doing that. But you, it's all a survival tactic, isn't it? And out of that space, um, and also I had a play on, which was like a big family drama at the Royal Court. I was thinking, oh, I want the first film to explore family, but I also want it to be like those suburban thrillers that I really love. Yeah.
0: The Strays was
1: born. So it was born.
0: Okay, so, yeah, you have experience being a playwright. You have experience being an actor. You've got mm. being a playwright director as well. You've directed plays as well, haven't you? So you've got all that. Yeah. So how did all that prep work go into shaping trays mm. strays and especially being nowhere near in front of the camera? You're all behind it directing mm. the idea in your mind for a different medium that you're, I guess you're comfortable with.
1: I think what I've realised about myself that in fact cinema was always the medium that was dictating my my creativity and I think when I was an actor and went to drama school I was watching those early Scorsese movies or those French New Wave movies, Spike Lee movies you know I was really um you know and cinema was like every Friday night the family gather around Chinese food watch a movie so many incredible movies that were like formative Mm. you know and and then I think you know you go to RADA and it's all theater, and it's very like, oh, I think I want to be a classical actor, and you and you go deep into that space. And I don't get me wrong, like I, I love, I think there is a crossover between like a great playwright and a great author and cinema. I think it's beginning, middle, and end, you know, and and it's it's about hopefully something like really philosophical about the human condition. Yeah. Um, But that I didn't realize that I'd sort of learnt this language of cinema through just being a fan of it, and then I made a few short films that went really well and I think it became clear to me that I was like, right, I think I need to take on a feature. And then as I started to write it, I felt even more like I think film is the medium I need to sort of throw myself into. And I kind of try and focus on because we live in such a multi-faceted kind of moment at, you know where people are making a TV show and they're gonna make a, a film. And, and I was like, well what what about if I just focused on making movies and really threw my energy into that.
0: And here we are. And so in that realization and you've created this beautiful story this thrilling story this i want you to say it i don't want to spoil it but it is there's a racial theme somewhere in that and it is as you said going into those suburban spaces and like you know Mm. you walk into a pub and then you're the only one and everyone goes (laughs) (laughs) yeah that is how you deal with that as a director and as the writer Mm. how were you able to convey the messages and the feelings that you were feeling that for the story to your cast
1: Mm. First things first, it's like you and that script and making sure you're doing your diligence because I don't think you can step into this space and not... you got to look at everything because everything you say in this movie is going to be interpreted through a racial lens. And and we know how that is, you know, and and how that can sort of... If if all those things aren't considered deeply, you might miss something and that might be the thing and you're like, oh, damn, we didn't even really think about that. But I, I think it was more people really connected to the script. Like when the script went out and people were auditioning for it, I think British, like, especially for like, say the Marvin and Abigail roles. Yes. They liked the idea that it was a thriller. Like they they liked the idea that they could be naturalistic and be sort of, like play a role like like you would play in a sort of social realist movie, but that it had this kind of Western sort of genre that were arriving in the town. And I think, I found all the all the actors that read for those roles really enjoyed that and and really enjoyed the fact that, like, okay, so we are the anti-heroes potentially of the piece, even though I think Neve is the, is an anti-hero slash villain as well. And then funnily enough, all of the biracial actresses who auditioned for Neve were all like, Thank you for writing this role. I, I think you kind of go out, right, I've done my job well if the actors who want to read this are really excited about going in, and then once I cast those actors, I think it was then about just making sure that the set was a really safe place in which they could really go to those quite extreme places because they got to go to quite a few extreme places. So.
0: They sure do, they sure do. Okay, give oh, me, yeah. Give me um, like a moment on set that was like, oh my <laughs> God, why did I do this? And then yeah. kind of bring it back.
1: Mm. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, oh. And I asked that with- The gala, the, the gala. Oh, so no, yeah. you go, you go. No, no, that was it. You, you got it, you got it. The, no, the gala was like, okay, Nat, you've got one and a half days to pull this off. And just so you know, we've looked we've looked at the weather forecast and it might rain halfway through this scene and we might have to stop. <laughs> okay. and, and that scene was like, you know, 60 essays, it it was a second week of filming i've got to get ashley to a point where she's ready to do that whole the end of the first act scene where she completely implodes and unravels what we're we're taking big uh, what's the word um stylistic swings that were you know we're still understanding all those choices we made but we're, you know however we commit to the scene we've got to commit to it and then you know everything after that is then going to sort of be influenced by that gala scene and i have to say when it came together, I sort of had the confidence to be like, I, I can make the rest of this film. And I'm glad we did it early because it felt like we just sort of blooded ourselves in. Do you know what I mean?
0: So it was like like a kind of like, you know, when you cut cut your hand and do the blood oath, like we've done it now. We're now blood brothers and blood sisters. <laughs> totally. Baptism of totally. fire. Okay, I hear that. Yeah. Did you, who did you yeah. lean on the most during making this? Who was your like your your rock, your support and who got you through the process?
1: Well, there are more than one person. I think me and a cinematographer went deep. Yeah, when Me and Adam Scarf went deep into just the sort of the, the symbolism, the imagery. Um, We just went deep into so many things. that, And, and I'm, I'm really glad I learned so much working with him, you know, just about lenses and about the camera. You know, because I didn't go to film school. I'm sort of learning about cinema for a different kind of experience, uh, but then didn't want to try and turn myself into something that I wasn't. I'm not one of those NFTS directors. You know, I, I was an actor and I've come to it through acting and writing. And through loving cinema, and and then I have to say, Ashley, as my commander in chief, you know, me and her just supporting each other and kind of, you know, that kind of eye contact. Yep. Where it's like, uh huh, okay, we know what this is. Like we know what this moment is. And Fiona Lanti and my producers, they were like, uh, without them, who knows? You know, but they were they were so incredible. So,
0: yeah, big yeah. For them big up to them. What's your current plan B? Do you
1: have a plan B? Plan B, in terms of anything, life, work. I tell you what, I tell you what, I've realized. I think the, the hard thing about being a, oh God, what do they call it again? A polymath or a multi hyphenate. Mm. The, the hard thing about it is sometimes you feel like you're at war with yourself. And I think I went away recently on a writing retreat and it was just me and this new idea. And I just sunk into it. And I was just like, I really, if there is a plan B, and I don't know if it, if it is a plan B or just a, a new chapter, is that I want to just, give my writing the time that it deserves. Um, and I love acting and I've, I've got to do some really incredible things, but I think I want to, uh, sometimes I'm like, if I could just focus on writing for a year and nothing else, like who knows how many things I could write because I'm writing between acting jobs, I'm writing in my trailer, got to go on now Nat, and that and and you got a week off. Okay, let's dive into that. And I think um, I, was, I was at that writing retreat with two other novelists and all they, that's what they did. So, so I think it's kind of like, yeah, maybe just take take the iPad, take the notebook, and just go be a writer, and then go and direct. Obviously, the film after it's written, but
0: after you've written, <laughs> you know, so, I mean. make it. You have the right. Yeah.
1: yeah um.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, congratulations. I'm excited for what Strays will bring to the conversation for the Black cultural art landscape landscape because we need it, and I appreciate you. Thank
1: you. And your work. Thank you. Looking I forward to seeing you. more. Thank you. Hey. And we just have to like have a beer and just get into it as well.
0: Absolutely. Most definitely. We
1: need like an hour to get into this we properly. Need, probably more. <laughs> Once the beer kicks in, oh my God. Probably more. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.